How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. So this is it, dear friends, the very first episode of Flicks at the Bean, the podcast that literally... How many people have been waiting for? Uh, I think three, because your mum said she was going to download. Three people have been eagerly anticipating this moment. Let's talk about anticipation for episode one of things, because I remember 1999, it's about 18 years ago, it's time to let it go, broke my heart. Star Wars, episode one. I don't think it's a good place to start by saying this is like Star Wars episode one. I don't feel we should even skip episode one and go straight to episode two, because that was Attack of the Clones, and that was a pile of as well so are you saying basically we should skip sort of three or four episodes keep them to ourselves and launch on episode four when everyone knows that'd be great yeah because that was the best of the fast and furious films wasn't it number four well if this hasn't got people hooked i don't know what will (laughs) so welcome to our podcast um so i'm craig you're steve hang on shall we begin have we not play the theme tune one two three four flicks at the bean flicks at the bean what have you seen what have you seen we could have got a proper person to have sung that, but, but you were available, so we've done it. I think the theme tune is the basis for any podcast. I think you start yeah. with a theme tune and you work your way backwards into trying to come up with some content. I think we did that very similar with our title of this podcast, didn't we? Flix what? the Bean, what's it about? No idea. I think we should explain flicks at the bean for perhaps those of a more childish-minded nature to just get over that and understand that this is a very serious film show that we happen to be recording right here at one of the coolest coffee shops in London, if if they let us. We might have to change every week. Yeah, it, to be fair, it will have to change every week. Um, yeah, so flicks at the bean is me and you talking films and consuming coffee. I don't really see any other way that you can misunderstand that title. Definitely not. You are... Craig Maybe you should introduce yourself a bit more fully I was going to say, give me another quick question Uh, So I'm Craig, I work in film for a living And I use the word work loosely It's a very quiet week, which is why we decided to do this podcast Um, And you're Steve And you pretty much do the same (laughs) Hello, my name is Steve And I am gamefully employed in the world of cinema and entertainment Where we get to uh, Talk to people who make these movies And that is the kind of purpose of what Flicks of the Bean will be about It'll be our adventures in movie land as we mm-hmm. go and do these interviews or indeed as we don't get let into premieres and stand on the side sort of waving from afar how's your coffee by the way it's a good coffee mm. i like i've gone um i've gone latte mine's iced because we're, we're recording this just as london's got this sort of heat wave and yeah. we're sat in a kind of greenhouse of a uh, of a studio really it's very very hot in here so iced coffee is of of the day. So we got the coffee. Shall we talk about the movie of choice this week? Edgar Wright's Baby Driver. 
Now, every week, Steve and I go see movies together, and we argue because I like pretty much everything, and you don't. It tends to be But I actually believe we're on the same page on this one, right? I think our experience in movies is often related to the fact that if we go to see a film together, you can usually guarantee that's going to have a real miserable box office. (laughs) It's pretty much guaranteed. But you are of the more um, happy-go-lucky, kind of easily pleased nature. Yeah, in life. Yeah. Absolutely. For example, I was almost looking forward to Transformers. We're not really friends. This is just a professional engagement. It's really weird. But... can't buddy up with you on that one. No, there was no. I didn't even invite you to that one, did I? There was no. I didn't even bother. Life's too short. <laughs> and I actually, was, I was definitely cutting my toenails that night. But this week we've got a good movie. We, we I have love a good movie. Yeah, we have a good movie to. Uh, all right, easy. Hold your mm. horses. It's no, it's in. it's good. We have a good movie to start with. Baby Driver. Uh, I think really Baby Driver is an interesting movie. I guess you've got a very British director who's made a lot of very British films and mm. one sort of adventure to America. Suddenly. I think this is his big sort of calling card, sort of in awe of state-sized cinema. Edgar Wright, born in Dorset, like me, oh, wow. by the way. That's where the comparison ends. that he was thoroughly unthrilled by when I mentioned that at the premiere last week. Right, so you get a few minutes with Edgar Wright at the premiere and you decide to bring up that you're both from the same place. I thought it would make us bond. I thought it was a good place to start. I don't often get that with celebrities because there aren't that many from Dorset. Yeah, funny that. Alex James Blur... Some Dorset. Ask your dad, kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Blur. Um, okay, so you clearly didn't bond over the fact you're both from Dorset, but he's moved to London and made good movies. I pretty much like everything Edgar Wright has ever done. I think. I, I think at World's End. Yeah, World's End was probably the the, the toughest of the the Cornetto trilogy for me. I didn't love it as much, but I still found it entertaining. I I think what's interesting, Edgar Wright for me is always very watchable. And I had that feeling when I was going to go and see Baby Driver that you know, you know, it's going to be so well crafted, so well thought out that at least it will be watchable. Even before you get to the script or the acting or anything like that, Mm. it's a director's movie. And this is what Baby Driver really is. It's not about the performances. One thing I take personally from Edgar Wright's movies is you know... He didn't care that you were from Dorset. We know that. You know I'm a huge music bore, right? I'll bore on about music for hours and hours and hours and maybe I should have made a podcast that's three hours long each week about what records I've selected that (laughs) week. This film is a muso's dream. I was going to say, I'm, so I'm listening to it going, I recognise that. I recognise that. You were wishing Blue were on it. You were saying, I why is there no boys I can't believe there? Duncan James hasn't got any of his early solo stuff on there. I'm maybe, disappointed. Maybe, maybe next time. I think this has got 40, I, I think I'm right in saying there's 44 songs there's a, there's in a, this movie. There are a lot, and the, and the soundtrack, excitingly, on lovely, thick vinyl, available in a record shop near you soon. Oh, I love saying that. That is Steve's absolutely available jam- for voiceover work. Yeah, that is absolutely jam-packed full of all these songs. But I think even there's a Tarantino thing, isn't it? Songs. I th- yeah. I, but I think what's really interesting about Edgar Wright is not many music, not many filmmakers start from the song and then work their way into going yeah, right. Yeah. Let's make that work on screen. So what you kind of have is a, a movie that is all about the soundtrack. It is literally choreographed, isn't it? To the soundtrack it's not just a track they've put on the edit and gone this yeah. looks nice he thought about all these things years and years before and Baby Driver he said was 20 years in the making from thoughts in his yeah, head yeah. Um, so you, you open with uh, John Spencer Blues Explosion a really great pretty 
sort of unknown to the major public, sort of a underground garage band. It'd been around for donkey's years, and Bell Bottoms is the song of John Spencer's that opens the movie, that scene when he's in the car going to his first his first getaway job. And it's perfectly choreographed to it. He's mining to it, of course. He's yeah. listening to it on his headphones. But beyond that, everything he does, whether it's opening doors, slamming boots or trunks, we should say, in America, of cars, whether it's whizzing around a corner, knocking on doors, glances to things, people sort of tapping coffee cups, everything arrives on the beat yeah. of the song. Even the gunfire. Even the, the gunfire. gunfire is shot to the beat of whatever the song is playing and at so the time. And so what I really love about the, how this movie was made, and we know this is what he does because he's talked about it in a lot of interviews, the actors all wore earpieces, they had all mm. the music obviously blasted out on set. All of these things, hugely choreographed, and I'm sat there thinking, oh, I love this, it's so yeah. geekily brilliant that everything has worked out. But I think it's a musical first and foremost. And I think Ansel Elgort was saying that he literally learnt steps of rhythm to music for this as opposed to acting let's talk about our adventures at the premiere last week yeah well, how did this work out because I seem to be working on the uh, the cheap side of the velvet rope shall we say where the uh, scummy smelly journalists are but I noticed at one point you swanned in and not only did you swan in with your glamorous girlfriend you also run that face sheet that I get when it says who's going to turn up and yeah you, you know what you were you... before Danny Boyle Oh, wow. On the face sheet. I mean, I... I was before Danny Boyle. I mean, if that says things, this podcast is going to fly, isn't it? If you're I'll be a... honest with you, I can't even claim alphabetical order either, can it's... I? Do you know what I mean? But it might have been on C, I guess. Yeah, no. Craig. B. And then Danny. For... Yeah, I'm still going, they said Boyle, then Craig. <laughs> um, no, that's no, his so surname. <laughs> it's worth pointing out. Yeah, I got it. Um, it's worth pointing out, it's called a cheat sheet. So the idea is, right, if you are a lesser known, I use the word celebrity loosely, they stick your picture on a bit of paper and hand it to all the press so that they go, oh, that's the fella. Nah, I don't want to talk to him. So that's what it is. It's called cheat sheet. How much did you have to pay to kind of get further up the billing? It's about 90 quid. It's not much. It's good. Put to shift up a line or two? Yeah, yeah, just to be above Danny Boyle. Did you go 90 quid to get above the Boyle? (laughs) Literally, they're like, where do you want to be on the list? I'll be like, have you seen that Apple film you made? (laughs) Stick me above Boyle. To be honest, I didn't see him there. Do you know? No, that's why I got bumped up. I mean, actually, can we ask, has anyone seen Danny Boyle in the last few weeks? So I'm starting to worry that Craig might be turning up to these premieres and slowly sort of somehow. So I'm not saying anything official, but you, you might get the hint. Yeah, so I get an invite to the premiere. I didn't. You were working it. I don't know why you moan about these things. You didn't even interview me either, which I found very upsetting. As I'm walking past you, I'm like, oh, Steve, how are you, mate? And you're like, yeah, yeah, I've got... I've got Jamie Foxx, so can you just, like, could you just jog on? As you will, but an Oscar winner is just there <laughs> waiting to talk to me. And I just had that moment of just thinking, hang on, Jamie Foxx, can you just like, just need to, yeah, Craig, how you doing? Come in, have a Craig or up. Kevin Spacey, Craig or Kevin oh, Spacey. That's easy, that would have been you. Do you want my Kevin Spacey story? So I'm going to host the premiere with Kevin Spacey, and they said, do you want to, do you want to meet Kevin Spacey first? And I'm like, well, do I need to? So well, it'd be nice to, because it's literally, he's the only one in, 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 the, in the show. So they take me around to this hotel room. Kevin Spacey's sitting in front of a mirror having his makeup done. And I walk in and I'm like, hi. No one turns around to look at me. No one. Spacey's still (laughs) just... Pretty normal, to be honest. Yeah, reminds me of my first wife. Spacey's still looking at himself in the mirror. And then how long do you stand in front, or behind, technically, an Academy Award-winning actor before going... Well, I'll, I'll, I'll leave you to it then. How long do you do that? It was probably about 30 seconds, but felt like forever. It's an interesting question. It's a dilemma that many people face every day. How often do I stand behind Kevin Spacey before making conversation? 
So I literally do the thing where I'm, I'm like, well, I'm, I'm going to go. So I'm literally, lovely to see you. I'm going to nip back. I'll see you all later. He then goes, dear boy, come here. He shakes my hand and went, I'll see you there. <laughs> that, was so that was it. So that was my conversation with Kevin Spacey. I saw him again for Baby Driver. Didn't even say hello. Nothing. <laughs> Funny that. Not even a. You've been behind me in my room. You mean these famous people don't remember us? <laughs> I, I mean, who'd have thought? Their security do, strangely <laughs> enough, but they, they, they don't seem to. So Kevin Spacey ignore me. No, um, it's as if they're actors. It's, it's, it's as if they just pretend to like us for a few minutes, right? <laughs> It's so so true. And actually, he's bloody good at it. And you got an Academy Award. We know that's not true. We know they're our friends. I wanted to walk out going, I know you guys are so-so. And just just that was it. But I haven't got the balls to say any of that. I really haven't. Mm. Delicious, delicious coffee. (laughs) Shaking the ice as you say it. I genuinely need another one. How How many coffees do we get through when we doing this podcast? There is the danger of becoming too over caffeinated. But then we could talk very quickly and squeeze a lot in. Yeah, 25 minutes is going to go bloody fast. And you'd have fast. to slow it not down. not for you. You know, like, you, did you ever watch the TV shows where at the end, I think it was the like, the game shows that were on TV, and at the end they used to have more reviews and facts on the end credits, really, really quick. And the idea was that you recorded them on your VHS player, and then you paused and watched it in slow motion. And oh, really? so you would is see... That what it, was? it was like addition. It was a bit like before we had DVDs with bonus material. You'd watch the end of the show again, and you'd pause... And then use the slow-mo frame to go to the next frame and they'd have another bit of text and review. That was great. We could do this podcast like that. You'd have to slow it down. Quite a lonely child, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> like, I've never heard of that before in my entire life. Where were you? We were of a similar age. You know, this this that's happened. That's what I don't understand. Please, dear listener, or listeners, if, if mum is listening. Listener. Can't guarantee that. She's going to listen later. Comment, let us know. Write to us. Let us know if uh, if you remember that exciting part of my childhood where you used to watch the end credits of these game shows on TV and there was extra stuff. You had to slow down. What a low-tech way. We lived in such a brilliantly low-tech way. It was Can I be honest? Episode two, we won't add in extra time for all of the emails, of course, that we receive because I think we won't need it. To be honest, I think when you start a podcast, now is a great time to become a fan, write in, just get some badges done or something, like oh, yeah, join yeah, the club. Yeah, yeah. We haven't worked on that officially. We'll let you know. Write in now because you've got much more time of like getting on air because, frankly, we need the material to fill episode two. Yeah, we do. So yeah. if anyone wants to write, you probably get read out whatever it is. So I think this is a good time to bring in what will become a regular, successful weekly feature talked about on the streets of the world, frankly. Yeah. A weekly feature where probably Craig comes out with his inner geekiness, his inner nerd, and tells me and you, dear listeners, a very interesting nerdy fact, probably related to the film of the week. Sounds very vague, because I think that's kind of how we feel about it. Yeah. So it's that time in the podcast when we say, let's get the word from the nerd. Word, word, 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 word from the nerd. Don't you want to hear from the nerd? Everybody loves a nerd. Word. Edgar Wright said that he directed one single shot in the movie Star Trek Into Darkness back in 2013. It was during one of the scenes where the Klingons are on Kronos um, and he decided that he didn't want to get a credit for his one single shot. Is that it? Is that... That is a genius fact. That is the word from the nerd. Word, word, word from the nerd. Word, word, word from the nerd. Word, word, word 
I think. <laughs> Do you want me to work on a better one for next week? <laughs> to be honest, I think that hits a lot of marks because you mentioned the film we're talking about and also Star Trek. Do you want me to do the word from the nerd again, but in Klingon? Can you? No. Don't build me up by the cup just to let me down. Um, something about Mary. Remember, if you're enjoying the word from the nerd, I love and the way you've gone. Other weekly cup features. Of cocoa as opposed to. Cup I'm getting of official here. Remember to uh, click on and subscribe to Flicks at the Bean. All of your offensive and abusive comments will be read out on probably next week's podcast. So please feel free to leave those in the little comment section at the bottom. And do join the club. We are getting jackets. <laughs> we're getting jackets? No, we're not getting jackets. Oh, don't tease me. It's a bit what hot. What are we going to put on it? Flicks <laughs> at the beam. We'll get we, battered in the street. We are, <laughs> we are, we, we've, we've chosen the name. We're going to go with it, right? I still don't understand why you think it's rude, I, but anyway. I think <clears> the name of this podcast is a bit like when celebrities give their kids really awkward names. Oh, yeah. And when we get to about four years old or five years old, we might start going, I might change it. Yeah, I called mine Leia after the princess. Yeah, let's see how that goes when she hits 12. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. So, as a very important part of Flicks at the Bean, every week it is integral to have a break for some music. Uh, we can't afford the rights to any professional music, but no. does that matter, Craig? Does that matter? Well, it does because I've heard you sing, but technically you're right, and that what you wasn't said still how I stands. We this intro. don't have it. So, it... yes, we do need some songs. Okay, I think that was you requesting that I give you some tunes. Every week I'm going to uh, produce an ode to the story of that week. This week I have chosen a man who we haven't mentioned so far for Baby Driver. Somehow slipped our mind in amongst the fact that there are lots of other actors in this film. That is Mr. John Hamm. Do you know why I thought you were going to tell me you were going to sing a song about John Hamm? Because Hamm rhymes with a lot of uh, words. Uh, yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly what I thought. Could have gone with Spacey, only... Racy. Do you know what um, Jamie Foxx said as soon as he realised John Hamm was in the uh, in the reading room? What? He was like, you can tell him to... He's too handsome. <laughs> he is too handsome. He is far isn't he? too handsome, isn't <laughs> right? he? But I think that's really what what was my guiding light, really, when it came to uh, talking about my feelings in song this week. I'm so scared about this when part I of the podcast. Emoted over my, when I emoted over my musical instruments. When you what? Over Emo- your musical? I emoted. Fine. 
I have found that special place. And it really was about John Hamm not only being the star of a great TV show, but also being devilishly handsome. And also, as I found out at the premiere again, I know we've both spoken to him before in our jobs, that he's so nice. He's so good at the press game. Also likes music. Also stars in some music videos. So I'm with him all the way. This is my song for John Hamm. left feeling so sad when I watched the final episode of Mad Men How could this world ever be so mean? There's no more Donnie Draper on my screen But then someone said you're an idiot Here's the deal You know he's an actor and he's not real Go and Google these words John and Ham it may sound like a sandwich, but he's your man. He's John Ham, Ham, Ham. He's the man, man, man. If you're in a jam, 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 call John Ham, Ham, Ham. Call John Ham. And I found that Ham's so good at it hurts. Even when he's not talking about adverts. He's John Ham, Ham, Ham. He's the man, man, man. I've Plan, plan, plan. I'll call John Ham, Ham, Ham. Give him a high five. He's so good in Baby Driver. I've got a plan, plan, plan. I'll call John Ham, Ham, Ham. Oh, I don't have his number. Wow. Did you enjoy that? Uh, wow. Just wow. And not all of that wow is in a positive way. I think positive criticism is, is a good thing. Yeah. Are we going to do that every week? Sorry, are you going to do that every week? We'd agreed to that. Yeah. That yeah, yeah. I get to that in do writing, it. was that? Did we agree that? Officially agree that, did we? You said I, I get to make a song every yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. Every I mean, if we're running out of time, you don't have to. You know what I mean? Well, no. It's, I think it's important. You know, do you know what really scares me? You know like how X Factor is a really big show because they, they do yeah. songs on You know what they it? do on X Factor? Songs are successful. The thing they do on X Factor, people get someone else to tell their kids they can't sing. Right. That's the problem with X Factor. But you should definitely go and try out for that. What really scares me, though, Steve, is next week's Spider-Man. I'm so scared what you're going to rhyme with it. <laughs> Get the drugs. Going to be in so. Much... I, I don't know what else. Going to be in so much trouble by next week. <laughs> so I will be sharing with you my musical talents every week. Thank you for being so positive so far and. Uh, let me know if you want a copy. I've got several hundred copies uh, that I got pressed on CD. Apparently no one wants CDs anymore, but but if you want one... Money well spent. Now, I know what you're thinking when you're listening to this first episode of Flicks of the Bean is the fact that we just sound like nice guys. We're really nice guys. Mm. 50% of us do sound very, very nice. Aren't we, aren't we lovely? Isn't this just, just yeah, having yeah, a really yeah, smiley, yeah. happy time? What I want to throw is a bit of darkness into this. We've agreed that every week what we want to do is have a point in the show where we get angry. Okay. There is always something that one of us likes to rant about in the world of movies. Yeah. So what we thought we'd do is that every week on Flicks at the Bing, we could go on Grinder. Is that is that right? Is that right. what we're doing? What should we call it? Go in the Grinder. I don't know if that's even any better. I don't, th- I, I don't think they can trademark that entire word because that word has many meanings. And in the coffee context, what we're doing is throwing a topic into the coffee grinder. Fine, fine. Also, you know, what grinds your gears? It works well. I like it. So it's like a double meaning. I think the thing we should say, though, is obviously we're employed in this 
this entertainment yeah. sector. Yeah. We want to make sure that somehow we don't offend anyone that may potentially give you or me work, right? Yeah. And particularly because what happens is you end up doing things like the Transformers premiere. Yeah. Um, and then it takes a good six weeks before you're ever paid for work. So for us to rant about a film that we haven't been paid for could get very awkward, which is why we're using Grinder. So Craig, this week's topic is the new Transformers movie, which I know you're going to talk about your feelings for it. Uh, it's currently number one around the world. It hasn't done as well as the others, apart from in China. They love it over there. Craig, it is time to get in the Grinder whilst I prepare us coffee. So Transformers, right? Michael Bay's fifth instalment of what I can only be calling the... A car into car into robot. How many times can Mark Wahlberg's hair just flick in his eyes and he doesn't even wipe it? It's just. And then Michael Bay goes. And it's just a giant. It is an. What's the point? It's just. And that's why I love Transformers. Thank you, Craig. Uh, I've prepared a lovely coffee for you. <laughs> I don't think a coffee will calm you down after that. But, I think uh, coffee will make it worse, but what, thank you so much. I love a latte. Delightful poetry. That, thank that, you, sir. That was. Something else that happened this week. Daniel Day-Lewis very quickly decided to quit acting. Your feelings concise, please, on this. Um, I'm a little bit upset, but I think, you know what, if you are going to be Daniel Day-Lewis, you leave us with just an incredible body of work. So, you know what, if you're going to go out you're always going to go out on a high if you're Daniel Day-Lewis. Do you believe him, by the way? Do you, um, no, I don't believe him. I just think he's going to retire to a mountain somewhere, learn a new craft of, I don't know, goat herding or something, and then in five years' time he'll come back and make another piece of genius. I'm excited for his Paul Thomas Anderson film. As you know, Paul Thomas Anderson directed Magnolia, my actual favourite film. Wow. I've told you that before, but I know you never take that on board. So I'm excited to see their movie when it opens Christmas, I think. I think it's, it's Christmas, yeah, the yeah. Last, the last one they've, they're actually doing. Do you doing. know what? On that basis, it's called I'm going Phantom, gonna... Phantom Fred. That's Phantom what it's called. Fred, yeah. Currently, that's what it's called. Have you interviewed Daniel Day-Lewis before? No. No. The only time I ever met Daniel Day-Lewis is I got a chance to go to the BAFTAs a few years ago. I went to the BAFTAs. Daniel Day-Lewis was at the Was your name on the, the, the no, cheat sheet? No, it wasn't. Don't make me come over the other side of the desk and hit you with an empty latte. Bigger stars at the BAFTAs. Craig, <laughs> Craig Stevens' face was an advertisement. If you're going to the BAFTAs, you don't need a cheat sheet. Do you know what I mean? Uh, so I'm at the BAFTAs, and uh, the BAFTAs, the show's finished, and I just got a bit lost of where to go to get out. It's really difficult. And then the stars get into uh, a load of cars that are in one side of the uh, the, the theatre. Yeah. And, and normal people like me go the other side. I'd gone the wrong normal. way. That's the only time you've ever said that. Stop. Also, I hate that phrase, normal. Well, you know, I'm, no one's normal. Well, no, but I've not made an incredible film doesn't make to be respected the BAFTAs so as I'm walking out I've gone the wrong way and I literally turn around and I'm like excuse me do you know which way is the exit and Daniel Day-Lewis was, went and I asked Daniel Day-Lewis couple the little shoe in the corner turned around and he just went I'm not sure <laughs> that was it so that's the only time I've potentially asked a question to Daniel Day-Lewis and they put that quote on t-shirts now don't they I'm yeah. not sure I'm not sure it's Legendary. gone worldwide isn't it, it was. worldwide and people see that I'm not sure and go that's what Daniel Day-Lewis said to Craig once. I'm just looking at our prospective subscriber estimates and they've just gone up tenfold. Of course they have. Based on celebrity anecdotes like that. And Daniel's got nothing else to do but download this now. I think I did interview Daniel... I know I interviewed Daniel Day-Lewis once. I interviewed him once... 
nine, <laughs> which I don't wow. think has ended up on the list of the best movies. He was good even in that film, which was terrible. And the interview was fantastic. I walked in the room. Daniel Day-Lewis sat there in a jumper, like a jumper that you would get from your nan at Christmas time. You yeah. know, just absolutely awful jumper. Sat there and you're like, nice jumper. You've got nothing else to say about it. But he's the humblest, quietest, strangest experience really of someone who's won three Oscars or won two at that point. And, and yeah. you're just like, wow, that's him. But he's just so normal and nice. And also he laughed at my jokes, which no one else does. I was going to say, that is an actor right there, isn't really it? Really nice. A pleasurable four minutes with an Oscar winner. So, hey, Craig, we've reached the end, that important milestone, the end of episode one of Flicks at the Bean, the only movie coffee show being recorded right now. All of those statements are true. Thank you. Uh, should we do episode two next week? Same again? I think that's how this works. Uh, thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed it. Let us know what you thought also uh, subscribe of course that's what these things are all about your support is very much appreciated subscribe and tell your friends to tune into flicks at the bean and see what reaction they give you yeah we'll be back in your ears probably the same time when you're on the train next week what a delightful way to end it thank you Craig <laughs>